Hello and welcome to another edition of Pastor's Thoughts. I'm Pastor Dustin Beck of the Grace Baptist Church of Butte, Montana. Today, I want us to look at the scriptures and look at yet another principle from the Word of God. As I was reading through the book of Colossians and chapter number three, I was looking at the characteristics of our calling in our everyday life. Um, that was the heading in my Bible. And as I was looking at it, I, I started thinking about the principle of replacement. The idea being out with the old, in with the new. This is something that we regularly practice in our daily life. We take off our dirty work clothes and we replace them with clean clothes. When our furniture is broken, we replace it if we can. Even our schedules, we cut out the time-wasting items from it and we try to replace it with things that makes more sense, things worthy of our time. Rarely do we omit something from our lives without replacing it. See, the principle of replacement in our lives, it just comes natural. We want to fill our time with something, whether it's something good, whether it's something bad. Typically, we like to try to replace something with something that's profitable to us, something that's going to further our needs, something that we're going to enjoy. And that's how the principle works in our daily lives. Yet, in spite of the obvious physical uh, principle, sometimes we miss out on the spiritual side of things. This is why Jesus told us of the uh, parable of the unclean spirit in Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45. Let's see what the Bible tells us. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth, an empty, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. This parable speaks of an evil spirit who, after being cast out from a man, he, he roams about relentlessly in the desert. And then he tur returns to the man's house. He finds it vacant. He finds it clean. And he brings seven spirits more wicked than himself back. The man ends up in a condition worse than he when he was first possessed to start with. Why is that? You know, though he had swept and rid his house of his sinful activities, his undoing was to leave his house empty. He left it empty. An empty space wants to be filled. You know, that garage, you know, when it's nice and cleaned out and it's just begging for you to put stuff there. You start with a shelf, you fill the shelf up, then you get lazy, you start sitting things around the sides of the walls. You know, eventually you can't get the car in the garage. You know, it works that way with the junk drawer in your house. How many of you have a junk drawer? 
You know, many times you can't get another thing in it. If you can, you can't find anything else that's in it because you got to take everything else out to get in there. Everything, all the clutter gets in the way. And we've got to be careful that our spiritual life doesn't get cluttered to the point that we can't do what we need to do for God. This man had fallen, or he had failed to replace his former sinful habits with godly spiritual habits. He had just left the room open. And the devil wants to fill every crevice he can in your spiritual life. Idle and uninhabited, this man's house left an open door for the devil's re-entrance into his life. It resulted in the man's ultimate sin, his ultimate ruin, vicing. Maybe the most obvious application of Jesus' parable is that a lost person cannot simply clean himself up and become progressively better. It doesn't work that way. You know, we need Jesus in our life, but the devil will have you believe that you can do it on your own. You can get better on your own. And hey, let me tell you, for the Christian, once we're saved, we're living for God, we see areas in our life that need to be changed. God points those things out to us. We ask God to forgive us where we've sinned. And then we keep finding ourselves going back the same way. We make a commitment to ourselves, say, okay, I'm gonna stop this. I'm just gonna stop. And you know what? Rarely do you ever stop. You keep going back. Sometimes you'll go a couple days without it. You'll go a couple weeks, maybe even a couple months. But you always come back. We've got to be careful that we're not trying to do things for God in our own power. We can't change. God, He will change us. But we have to allow Him to. In Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11, the Bible says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against God. See, the word of God, that's what's going to change our lives. That's what's going to change our heart. That is the biggest difference maker in the Christian life. But for me to say, yeah, I'm just going to stop doing this. I'm just going to change without the basis of the Scripture, without the Word of God indwelled in us, without the Word of God, the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit isn't reminding us, hey, remember what you read? Remember what the Bible says? Hey, look, here's what it said. We need to be in the Word of God. It is the key. If we can't find something godly to replace something with, Let's replace it with the Word of God. It's going to be the most profitable thing we can find. You see, wrong must be replaced with right. Is there something that you have that you simply tried to stop, but it keeps coming back with vengeance? See, this principle of replacement is found throughout the New Testament. It teaches us that when the Holy Spirit convicts us of a sinful practice, an attitude, an activity, rather than trying to simply stop it, we have to replace it. Colossians 3 uses the language to put off and put on. And it teaches us this truth of replacement. 
Colossians 3 verses 8 through 10 says this, But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. See, the lost person hasn't put on the new man. He doesn't have the new nature. This is going to be an impossible task to just change everything to the good that God wants. We've got to be saved. We've got to trust Jesus Christ as our Savior and Him alone. When we do that, the Holy Spirit indwells us. We have the godly nature. Yes, it battles the flesh. We have that back and forth battle constantly. We have to die to self, to our flesh daily in order to say, okay, Lord, today is for you. I'm going to put aside these things that I want to do, that my flesh wants to do, and I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to start the day off with my devotional reading. I'm going to meditate on the scriptures throughout the day. I want to think about what you would have for me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you, Lord, to give me opportunity to be a witness for you. Give me an opportunity to do whatever it is that you would have me to do to fulfill my purpose for life. The question today is, have you been following this principle of replacement? Or have you been trying to do this Christian walk on your own? As a Christian, as we put off the old man, we put on the new man. We need to put on the new things of godliness. We need to put off that sin of anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, among many other things. And we need to replace those things with the truth of the Word of God, with the commandments that God has commanded us to do. We need to take action and fill those voids of time in our life. Thank you for taking the opportunity and the time out of your day to listen to my thoughts. This has been another edition of Pastor's Thoughts. Again, I'm Pastor Dustin Beck at the Grace Baptist Church of Butte, Montana. If you live in or around the city of Butte, come by and check us out. We have services 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock uh, morning worship on Sunday, followed by a 2 o'clock afternoon service, and then a Thursday evening Bible study at 7 o'clock each week. Thank you again. Have a blessed day.